Hello my friends, this is Edward Mungai inspiring you to leadership. Well, today I chose to talk about doing your work with mastery. You know, I've been talking about this subject about small things and how the act of small things, you taking care of the small things, how that is relevant to our lives. Because those small things is what translates into bigger things. Now today, I'm focusing on now your work and saying you need to do it in, with the highest level of mastery. Of course, this comes out of the passion. It comes out of the love of what you are doing. Because if that is not there, then my friends will not be able to achieve that mastery. We will not be able to make it and to make a perfect job. And by the way, it doesn't matter what job it is. If you are a waiter in a hotel, it's that waiting that you are doing and you do it in the perfect way. If it's about school, if you're in school, it's also about doing your studies with a lot of mastery. If it's about your job, you are secretary, you are an admin assistant, you are CEO, really is about valuing your job and the things that you are doing, you do it with mastery. Of course, it doesn't mean perfect, perfecting it. It's not about making work to be perfect, no. It's about putting that joy, taking care of the small details, taking care of all the things and all eventualities that would come with your job and ensuring that you are doing it to the highest level possible. Do it like nobody else can do, you know? Do it like there is not tomorrow. So doing your job with mastery, of course, calls for dedication, it calls for patience, it calls for that attention to detail. Because not, unless you put these three things together, you cannot be able to achieve that. Of course, to get to mastery, and I keep on preaching this gospel, it requires 10,000 hours. Well, 10,000 10, hours is probably seven years, you know. If you count, it will end up being seven years. And that is when then you transition from an amateur to become a master. And this is all what we are called for. We are all called to be, to have mastery in our art, in whatever we do. You know, many people ask me, Edward, but how, if we don't like our job, how then can we do it to the level of mastery? Well, of course, then the easiest thing is that switch jobs. Switch that which you are doing and go to something which you are passionate about. Because to be passionate, it means you can, as I keep on saying, you can wake up at the middle of the night and get to work on that art that you're working on. And art here means your job. And if it cannot drive you to do that, then indeed, my friends, we need to switch and do something else. Something that brings joy, because joy is part of it. Something which helps us to use the flow. And the flow is about engaging our mental capacity. Because indeed, that's also very important and it brings some contribution into the issue of passion. Of course, it must also be sustainable, sustainable from the perspective of finance. So, and when you look at these three things, it's about joy, it's about the flow, mental engagement, it's about some sustainability, financial sustainability. And indeed, that middle part that you see there is what I call a career jackpot. And this is what now you can actually be able to work to mastery and you can be able to achieve it to get to that level. So guys, what is it that you're going to do to mastery? It is your choice. 
get to know what is it that you do to master it, and we will just see success following you through and through. Well, this is Edward Mungai inspiring you to leadership. friends, this is Edward Mungai and today I'm talking about small things. It's about giving order to the small things. It's about doing the small things with a lot of love. It's about those things we normally tend to ignore. Well, in this life we know that there's somebody or some people who die as martyrs. These are people who have died because of a certain conviction in their beliefs. Well, chances are that in our life we'll not be ever called to be martyrs. But then we must die for others. And how do we die for others? Is dying for them because of trying to do the small things that matters, the small things that would help them. So today, really I'm pushing you and I'm asking you to give some little thoughts about the small things. May it be with your friends, may it be with your family, May it be with your parents, with your neighbors. It's all about the small things that will make a difference. Is that smile? Is that getting out of an argument? Is that allowing somebody else's opinion taking the day and not yours? It's just about giving yourself. And truly, this is what is called love. And this is the biggest commandment that we've been asked about. That we must love one another as we love ourselves. In fact, we should be able to love them more than we love ourselves. And this is how we will be able to die before others. So it is my request, my friend, that let's start giving order to our work. Whether you are in school, do your school work, like you can never do it again, you know? If you're at home, if you're a housewife, do your chores and your work at home, as if you'll never do it again. If you're working in a certain office, again, do your best. And if you are a farmer, make sure that you are getting the best produce ever and this is what brings happiness. It also calls for that love, that thing of going beyond our means and going beyond our energies and our efforts for the sake of others. Unfortunately, we live in a world where it's all about me and me and me. Now, we must challenge that conviction. We must challenge that status quo. We must be able to move to a new phenomenon where we are saying it's about others. Remember the word joy is about your spirituality, is about others, and finally is about you. So it's about Jesus, it's about others, and it's about you. And that completes the definition of joy or happiness. It cannot be full without taking cognizance of other people. And by taking care of other people, you succeed. Remember, the hand that gives is the one that receives. And therefore we are called to give. Let us give our best. May it be small, may it be big things, and especially for the small things. That saying, I'm sorry, that smile, that avoidance of argument, that thing of saying it is not always about my way is what will make our difference. Well, I wish you all the best as you try to cultivate the act of doing the small things in the best way possible. This is Edward Mungai inspiring you to unlock your potential.
Hello, my friends. This is Edward Mungai inspiring you to leadership. Well, today I want to share with you some thoughts that I had this morning when I was doing my 10K run. And it was at about 5.45, 6 o'clock thereabout. And normally that is the time that I'm going out for my 10-kilometer run. And I was kind of thinking, well, Edward, why are you doing this? Who is truly chasing you, you know? And indeed, it's only when it rea I realized that it's mainly because of routines. I'm doing it out of routines. I'm so used to it. You know, like the way you brush your teeth, it becomes a routine. So I was kind of saying, well, in the beginning, it was real a struggle. But as time went by, then I was indeed getting used to it. And truly, this is the journey that we all go through as human beings. When you have new things that you want to put into your life, it takes time before you get used to them. And sometimes it can be very demoralizing. Sometimes you can be able to lose your, your touch and you can be able to throw away those things. And yet, if you don't have routines in your life, truly, my friend, you cannot be able to achieve something of meaning. Now, this journey, when I was thinking about it in the morning, it brought me to a research which was done by University College London, which was talking about routines and what it takes to install routines in our lives. Well, it takes 66 days, and actually those 66 days are divided into three pieces. The first one is about this con the construction of the old routines. The second one is the installation of the new routines. And the third one is actually the one which we call integration. So these three phases each, each 22 days, and I can tell you that the deconstruction period is even more difficult. When you get into integration, is even more difficult and then once you get to that joy you get into integration of your, your your routines and indeed you realize that it is actually very hard in the beginning those 22 days are hard then you move on to the next phase which is the integration phase well no it, the construction the construction phase is the first one which is 22 days and is extremely hard then you get into the next one which is kind of integration and then that integration period is 22 days, and I tell you, it's messy. It's messy. And then finally, you get into the last phase, which is when now you implement those routines in your life. It takes 22 days, and I tell you, it is gorgeous. So in the beginning, it's hard. In the middle, it's messy. And at the end, it's gorgeous. So what is this routine that you've been looking at? Is it waking up at 4 a.m.? Is it going out for a run? Is it exercising? Is it about reading books? Is about sharing gratitude. All this will take you 66 days, my friends. And once those you are done with the 66 days, it will be superb. Well, this is Edward Mungai inspiring you to leadership and hoping that you are skipping safe during this period of COVID-19. Setting smart goals. All our goals must be smart. When you talk about SMART goals, we are talking about they must be specific, they must be measurable, they must be achievable, they must also be realistic goals, and they must be timely. That is what consists a SMART goal. What is a specific goal? A specific goal means that it is well defined. Sometimes we have very ambiguous kind of goals. Improvement cannot be measured. 
But if you put a number to it, then it means then that you can be able to measure. How realistic is your goal? Again, sometimes we shoot ourselves by putting very huge goals which are not realistic. Every time you are setting these goals, we must be able to ensure they are realistic. Do you have a time period by when you want to achieve that? For instance, I want to be CEO in the next three years. I want to run 2,500 kilometers in one year. Well, there is a very specific amount of time that I have allocated to achieve that goal. And that is the timeliness of that goal. So in totality, my friends, what you are saying is that you must be able to have very specific goals, goals that are well defined within the boundaries. Of course, you also must make them to be measurable. You must be able to measure, especially when you are doing monitoring and evaluation. Because remember, you need to monitor these goals. You need to evaluate. And they are evaluated on the basis of what you have achieved. And if you can't measure it, you cannot achieve it. It must also be achievable. Well, as I said, we overwhelm ourselves because we are setting goals which we cannot be able to achieve. And we work ourselves extra hard to be able to achieve those goals. But yet, it is not achievable. So whatever we are setting, it must truly be achievable. Then, of course, it must be realistic. We don't set goals of going to the moon, yet we know we can't go to the moon. We don't want to set goals to be CEO in six months. Because, again, you cannot be able to do that. It must, therefore, be realistic and it must have a time frame by when you want to achieve. members i hope that you are having a good time it is us who can change this world but this cannot be made without big hairy audacious goal it cannot be done without hard work it cannot be done without you charting clearly what is your path to success and success is not for you in fact it is for others because you know sometimes i get i, I get pissed off when i see people who are really looking for money for their own benefits. Man, you cannot take that money to your grave. So do things which will be able to help others and those others can be able to help others and that way is how we make our world a better place. It's not bad to have money. Money is, is, is as I keep on saying, I have talked about my dom nine domain areas and money is number six. You know, but I just saying money is an enabler. It's not an end. Money is just a means to get to us to an end. And we need it. But we must tone down how do we get this money. Do we get it at the expense of our families? Do we get it at the expense of our friends? Unfortunately, many of us, this is what we are doing. So I hope that this is clear, members, that indeed we are not doing this for the sake of the money. We are not getting success for the sake of money. We are getting success for the sake of of helping others remember success is defined in the nine domain areas and i quickly repeat them for you number one is about your relationship with god spirituality number two is about your physical health how healthy you are remember if you are not healthy you have nothing the third thing and the most important thing is about your inner health are you one of those gloomy people always negative people always talking 
negativity, always pushing people to the trenches, well, you better become positive. And that is your inner health. Number four, and very important, after everything else is gone, who will be left with you is your family. So may it be your wife, may it be your husband, may it be your daughter, may it be your son. What is the relationship? This is the treasured item you have in this world. Take care of it. Build that relationship. Make it stronger. It's about your family. Number five is your career. Well, again, you must make a difference to this world through the job that you do. And I tell you, sanctify that work. Make it the bestest ever. Even observe the neat little things because it, it feeds you. It's what gives you joy. It's what gives you flow. Flow is when you are using your brain. It's what gives you money. And that leads to me number six, which is money. Remember, money is only number six, but many of us, we put it as number one. But it is just an enabler, as I said before, and a means to an end. It's not an end by itself. Number six is your friends and circle of genius. And I tell you, you are equal to your friends. So if you want to get better, get better friends. If you want to succeed, look at those who have succeeded and make them your friends. Because we are friends. And also, be in friendship where you are not just taking. Be in friendship where you are also giving. And especially give more. Because the hand that gives is the one that receives. Number seven is about adventure. And having fun. Very critical. It's very important that you have this. So adventure is very critical that you should have some fun. Because it's not all about work, 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 work. It's also about having some fun. Finally, it's about the impact, the difference that you make in this world. Yeah? Very critical. What change are you going to make to this world? You came to this world by yourself, make it better for others. So those are the nine domain areas that we need to work on. And that is what we define as success. We are not defining success here by the amount of money in your bank account. And if that is what you are doing, please, this is not for you. This is somebody who is all-rounded, all together, and with all these nine domain areas, it becomes success. This is Edward Mungai inspiring you to leadership, and I hope to see you soon. Hello my friends, this is Edward Mungai inspiring you to leadership. Well, today I thought about the idea about believing in ourselves. And truly, this is one of the biggest dream stealer for many of us. Because we have self-doubt. We do not believe in ourselves. And I only think we need to realize that everything is possible. And that's the belief system that we have to put into our minds and we go for it. It doesn't matter what it is. The only caveat here is that you must be able to put commensurate amount of action towards it. Because of course, we can have a dream and we dream big. But the point is, as you dream big, you must have an action plan. And that action plan is where we fail because we sometimes think it's too big. 
and I can't be able to achieve that self-doubt. It doesn't matter what it is. Is it running a marathon? Is it starting a business? Is it getting a wife? Is, or a husband in this case? Is it about finishing your degree? Is it getting the best job that you dream of? I mean, everything in my mind is possible. It's a matter of believing in yourself. But as I said, there's the second caveat into this, that you must be able to put them a commensurate amount of effort required for you to achieve that goal. And indeed, this is the problem. We do not want to work hard. We do not want to push our dreams. And pushing our dreams is rolling our sleeves, having the boots on the ground and doing it. If indeed we can be able to put this together and we have dreamed enough, truly my friends, we can actually be able to achieve all that which we want. Of course, there will be that feeling that you are halfway the thing that you want to achieve, but then you have this self-doubt. And how do you actually move that self-doubt? I think in my mind, three things. One is that you need to continue reaffirming, you know, reaffirmation. Keep on saying, well, Edward, you can do it. And you push it on. And that affirmation is actually combined with what I keep on telling you guys about visioning. Kind of you have drawn it. It's very clear in your mind what is it that you want. When you get halfway and there are roadblocks and you have self-doubt, then keep on repeating the message. Well, I can do this and I can achieve it. Of course, the other second thing that I said you need to have in place is that break that big dream into small pieces. Because the moment you have it in big pieces, then, my friend, chances are that it will not be achieved. But if it's about your degree, for instance, if it's about that best job, what are the things you need to put? Then break time down into small pieces and try to achieve those small pieces and keep on celebrating. Because that celebration, together with the affirmation, together with the visioning, it gives you the joy to be able to finish. And the last one, the last one is really to keep on reminding, going back to the basics and saying, well, if it is not done, then, well, probably I will lose or probably I need to meet my motivation because that inner motivation, that inner drive, you need to still keep it in your heart, you need to have it in your body, and that is what keeping you pushing. So you keep on feeding it, you know, saying that if I don't do it, it's a do or die, you know, you just need to do it, you know, and that is how then you can be able to succeed because indeed this self-doubt, lack of belief, is stealing a lot of dreams from us. And if you put these three mechanisms in place, you will actually be able to arrive to that place called success when you have achieved your big dream and you will have gotten to success. This is Edward Mungai inspiring you to leadership. friends, this is Edward Mungai inspiring you to leadership. Well, today a thought came to my mind about passion. You know, I was actually watching a video of this old lady who had five kids and who kind of was trying to get into the armed forces in Kenya. And you can imagine the rigor of the interviews and well, from what I was watching from the video, it seems like she was successful. And the thing that she was doing clearly 
demonstrated that she had the passion. Unfortunately for many of us, that passion is what is missing to help us achieve our dreams. We need to be passionate on the things that we do. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter whether you are running a business, whether you are in school, or whether you are actually self-employed. What matters is the amount of passion that you've got in your body or in your system. Now, once you are very passionate, I tell you, the effort will be seamless. You will be able to achieve huge goals. You will be able to achieve your dreams. It is a matter of just putting that passion. You know, and I see many people struggling. Sometimes I also struggle to get things into perspective. And getting things into perspective is to say, well, I need this. And therefore, I put the energy, I put the effort that is required to drive that objective to the next level. And that is what is passion. So the question is to you, how passionate are you in this dream that you want to achieve? Can you actually be able to wake up 4 a.m. to work your dreams? Can you be able to put those extra hours? It is only possible if indeed you have that passion and you are in love with that what you do. You will be able to look out for networks. You will be able to look for people who can be able to help you. But unless the passion is there, then it will not wake you up. If your passion is not there, it will not give you the kick. If your passion is not there, you will not be able to achieve it. Let us go back to our drawing boards and we come up with the things that we want to do and we put the enough amount of passion that is required to bring those objectives to bear. This is Edward Mungai inspiring you to leadership. We don't believe in ourselves. Now, if we don't believe in ourselves, who can believe in us? If you don't believe in yourself, who can believe in you? Nobody. So the first thing is that you must believe in yourself. But what are you believing in yourself? What is it that you're believing? That you have the potential that whatever you want can come to you. You know, let me tell you a story. 12 years ago, I happened to have gone and stayed in a country called Denmark. And I thought that I had the best life. And I wanted, in a couple of years, to come back to Kenya and start working here. Now, in Kenya, those days, maybe, and even it's fashionable, it was fashionable actually, to have what is called potberry. What is potberry? Do you know what it is? Kitambi. Is it fashionable to have that? Some people are saying yes, others people are saying no. I was very determined to get this thing. And indeed I got it. But what does that mean? It be means that you become very unhealthy. It becomes, and by the way, you must take care of yourselves, health-wise. Okay? So exercise is important. So eventually, guys, I, I was weighing 105 kilos. 105. Today I'm weighing only 80. One thing that I wanted to be doing is to start running because like I wanted to lose the weight. But in my high school, I never spent time 
at all doing exercises or playing any game. I was not in any activity, which is a choice sometimes you guys make. But because I really, really wanted to lose weight, I had to do it. And I believed in myself that it was doable. And I started doing it. Today, every three times every year, I run 42 kilometers, a marathon. And I started from zero to doing all these kilometers. It is only because I believed in myself and I believed that it could be done. And I did it. So it's also up to you guys that you must believe in yourselves and it will be doable. And as I was saying, one of the biggest predicaments with you guys is that if you don't believe in yourself, nobody will believe in you and nothing you can achieve. So the first checkpoint is you believe in yourself. What is circle of genius? It's something that fascinates all of you. It can build you, it can mess you up. It's something called your friends. Your friends can build you, they can destroy you. So it is about associating with the best friends you can ever get. And I don't want to repeat this because I've already told you that your friends is a mirror image of yourself. If they get 20 in compositions, my friend will get 20. There is no discussion about it. If you are B students and your friends are B students, you will continue being a B student. The worst, the worst is if they are influencing you on the long way. It's called peer pressure. Friends, if we follow these principles that you are talking about, it is doable. We can be good people, we can be daring of our parents and of society. Because remember, and I keep on repeating this, when you are born, what happened? What's the first thing that happened? You cried. You are right. Then, what happened to the people around you? What can you imagine? What happened to your... It was joy. Truly, truly, there was joy. And thereafter, two, three, four, five years, it was about the sweetness that you brought those families. People were looking at you, my friends, and they were saying, this is our son, this is our daughter. But man, when you hit 13 years, we all start regretting. Because of the mess you have brought into that family. Attitudes, laziness, lack of hard work, and everybody is saying, well, why didn't we eat this person when he was three or four? They were so sweet we should have eaten them. But, guys, at the end of the day, we will all die. What is going to happen when you die is that the people around us, they will cry. Because of the difference 
that you guys will have made into their lives. What a good way to live this world. You came when there was joy. You leave them saying, well, we do not know whether there is anybody who can be able to be placed in their shoes. And by the way, it doesn't matter whether you die when in form four, whether you die in, when you are 70 years old or 100 years. The key point is what difference have you made into this life? And you can make a difference in your schools, in your homes, in your neighborhood, in your church. You can make a difference even at your age. So the question is, what difference are you guys making? friends, this is Edward Mungai inspiring you to leadership. Well, today I want to talk about consistency. This morning, I had an interesting scenario. I actually snoozed. And you know, I say, if you snooze, you lose it. So what happened? Well, I was supposed to wake up at 2 a.m. this morning, but unfortunately, I snoozed for about an hour. And I only managed to wake up at 3 a.m. Now, it seems like I lost an hour. Well, it is a challenge sometimes to be consistent because my consistency here is that I should always wake up at 2 a.m. so that I can put a couple of hours into my work, my A game, so that then I can be productive. But then this experience took me back to a question many of you have been asking me, Edward, how do you keep it consistent? Because many of us, one of the things which is still in our game is not being consistent. So this morning, I want to talk about this consistency. And to me, consistency means being able to continuously be able to follow your dreams and in a consistent and in a very systematic way. We call them routines. Sometimes it's a real challenge to get into these routines. But I think there are five areas or five things that I think will help us to achieve to this or to get to this. And that indeed is one of the things which was acting this morning when I was snoozing at 2 a.m. So the first thing is indeed committing to a goal. We must be able to commit to a big goal, which then we can be able to work hard and try to achieve. And if you don't commit to a goal, that consistency will not come. Immediately you commit to that goal, it could be about becoming better in your work. It could be having better relationship with your wife. It could also be about your physical fitness. It could also be about your friends and how you commit to them. Well, once you have that goal, the second thing that you need to do, so that then you can be consistent, is all about visualizing that dream. And until you see how that will pan out, until you see how beautiful that will be once you have achieved the goal, sometimes you will not have the motivation to be able to achieve it. And once you have visualized it, the next step, and I keep on talking about this, is to cut your big goal into small pieces. Cut it into small pieces. For instance, this morning I could have said, well, I'm doing X. That X this morning I want to achieve to a certain point. And that is cutting my goal into small pieces. Now, once I have cut into small pieces, the third thing that you need to do, or the fourth thing that you need to do, is actually once you achieve those small pieces, to celebrate. Yes, celebrate because of winning those small goals. Now, if I woke up at 2 a.m., let me 
celebrate it by rewarding myself by having a nice cup of coffee or even taking a walk or even having a bar of chocolate i mean it depends on how you can reward that small goal that you have achieved so that then it gives you the motivation to move to the next step and finally point number five is about getting people who are like-minded to help you to achieve that goal or to be able to encourage you in this journey. It's kind of a mastermind group that I keep on talking about, but it's really that you have like-minded people who will be your cheerleaders, who will be helping you to achieve this goal. So those are the five areas or the five points that I think if you have them, you will be consistent. The first one, as we said very quickly, is about committing to a big goal. The second one is visualizing that goal. The third one is cutting that goal into small pieces. And fourth one is celebrating every time you achieve one of those small goals. And the fifth one is about getting like-minded people to be your cheerleaders, to be able to help you to achieve goals. And with these five things, I believe you will be consistent in your goals because without consistency, my friend, you will not be able to achieve that big goal. You will not be able to get to that place I call success. You will not be able to unlock your potential and you will not be exceptional performer. So this is Edward Mungai, unlocking your potential and helping you to be exceptional. Hello, my friends. This is Edward Mungai. I hope that you've been keeping well together with your loved ones. We all know what is happening globally. COVID-19 have truly challenged humanity. Of course, it have come with many challenges, but on the other hand, it have also come with a lot of opportunities. And today, I think I want to focus specifically on the opportunities that we have seen and specifically for me and hopefully some of the lessons that friends you can be able also to take home and hopefully because we do not know when this is coming to an end there are some things that you can be able to probably put in your daily schedule on a weekly schedule and hopefully those things will bring in some progress how do we keep centered that we continue working on our goals well for me i think it's actually been a very interesting time those 30 days of prolific quality output because then there's very little distractions. There is actually have a lot of time with myself. I have a lot of time with my family. I have a lot of time to think about issues and even to think about how best I can be able to progress with some of those goals that I already said. One critical element that have made me to survive during this time and to be as I said, to have prolific quality output, I think is in particularly having specific routines for specific times. I mean, I can't really emphasize this. I talked about in January, I talked it in February, that in our lives, we need to come up with routines. Of course, many people will say that you have a very boring life because of the routines. For instance, you have a very specific time you wake up. When you wake up, you have specific things you do in the first hour. For me, it's the whole hour. It could also be that as you progress with your day, you have very specific things that you are doing. For instance, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. is my family time. And there's nothing which can come into that space other than the family. Because at 8.30, I want all the lights switched off and we have to be asleep so that we can look forward for the next day. 
And this is the kind of routines I'm saying. If you are sleeping in a very uncoordinated way, if you are sleeping sometimes at 9, sometimes at midnight, sometimes at 7, 8 p.m., then it doesn't hack it. And really what I'm encouraging you as a friend is to say, is it possible that you have some level of routine in your life? Because there is definitely a reason why companies have procedures and standards. There is a way why things are done in a certain way in big organizations. And really it's about efficiency, it's about effectiveness. And therefore in our lives, if we are going to achieve any effectiveness, we have to have these routines. For instance, within your routine, within your schedule, you need to put in some exercise time. I talked to you about 2,500 kilometers this year. I think I'm going to surpass that because every morning, 6 a.m. to 7 p.m., I have to run my 10K and only Sunday that I rest. So you can imagine those are already 60 kilometers every week is beyond what I had intended to do every week. And that gives me a lot of energy. It gives me a lot of psych. It helps me to also get the fresh air despite the, all that, all the turmoil which is going around ourselves. It helps me to remain centered. And also, it makes sure that I don't add weight because remember, we are only sitting and eating and not too much activity. So therefore, you have to have an inbuilt activity within your life. The second thing that you need to do is you need to plan your day on hour by hour basis. Well, it might look strange, but clearly, you have to see what you do from 5 a.m. when you wake up, if you wake up at 5 a.m. until when you go to bed. And that way then you have to put in specific things, including spiritual time, including your exercise time, including your family time, including even adventure and personal development time when you read a book. And, and truly, this year I said I'm going to read 52 books. It will be more because there is more time now when I can be able to focus and read more books. Of course, your spirituality is very critical at this time. We need to be stable. Unfortunately, our churches are closed. There are different ways, like for instance, I'm enjoying my daily tea life, TV mass every day together with my family. Also, you can be able to look into what is it that will increase your spirituality by actually figuring out how can you do it online. And there's many churches which are still offering these services. There's many other groups, even Facebook groups, where people are really connecting and being able to improve their spirituality. There we are, my friends. I think this is some of the things which have made me, as I was saying, this period have been very productive for me. I think it's because I've avoided many distractions. It's because then there is no traffic. I don't have to drive for an hour and come back for an hour. And all this is being converted to productive time, to family time, and to adventure time. It's also personal development time. Because remember, after it is all gone, we will be asked, what is it that you did when the lockdowns were on? Did you get something new? Did you actually improve yourself? And indeed, the answer should always be, it was a good time for me, and I managed to get something around it. And therefore, I'm a better person more than how COVID-19 got us. So, and that way is how we will be successful. So there we are, my friends, and I hope that we continue inspiring one another. Let's continue sharing some of our thoughts. Let's continue commenting on, on, on this video and you saying what are some of the things that you're using to help you survive this whole agenda of, the, of COVID-19 because it hopefully coming to an end and hopefully soon. Thank you, my friends, and may God bless you.